Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers made a couple additions to their roster, one being a two-way player, the other being uh, Avery Bradley. Uh, They are getting ready for game number one. So I'll let you know uh, who all is going to be available for that and some thoughts on the matchup against Golden State um, and, and, and plenty of other stuff in between news here of the day is that they claimed uh, the Lakers claimed Avery Bradley off of waivers the uh, Golden State Warriors waived him after a subpar preseason and and training camp and so the Lakers took advantage now there are a couple things that I'd be remiss not to point out one the position that Avery Bradley plays is the same position as Taylor Horton Tucker as Kendrick Nunn as Malik Monk (laughs) as Russell Westbrook as Rajon Rondo. So I don't really know minutes-wise where those are going to come from for Avery Bradley when everybody is hurt, that said, or when everybody is healthy. That said, everybody is hurt right now, so that's where those minutes are going to come from. And the nice thing with Bradley is that he knows Frank Vogel's system. He knows the kind of things that they're going to be expecting from him. So you can just kind of plug and play so long as he isn't a disaster uh, on on the court, just in terms of talent and and. Now, that said, outside of just about you know, the, the only good stretch of basketball that he played was a couple of years ago when he helped the Lakers win a championship. But beyond that, it's been pretty down. It's not even up and down. It's down for Avery Bradley. So we'll see if maybe the Lakers just have a certain elixir that uh, Avery Bradley relies on. Um, it is a roster that I think lends itself to his talents. He's, he's a, a great on-ball defender. He... Uh, isn't very creative with the basketball, but you don't need that because you have LeBron and Russell Westbrook. So we'll see We'll see what kind of role and, and what kind of impact he can have here. The other thing that you need to point out is this is, once again, the cheapest thing that the Lakers could have done here. He's, an on, he, he's on a uh, non-guaranteed contract. He is somebody who, uh, if the Lakers need to open up a roster spot, they won't have to pay taxes on uh, a a full vet men contract. So again, you have to point out the trend of how much are the Lakers decision making process? How much does that have to do with the finances here? And based on just the trend, it seems to have a significant role in the decisions that the Lakers make. And it'd be fine if Avery Bradley was the best player available. I just don't think he is. And not only is he the not be- not the best player available, but I, he doesn't fill a need uh, when when everybody is healthy. Maybe later in the season when more wings become available, although those guys don't normally get waived. Uh, but as as a wing becomes available, I would have preferred to 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 find somebody of that mold because. That is something that the Lakers still very clearly need. That's before you get to like Trevor Ariza's injury and, and, and what shape, what kind of shape he's going to be in whenever he's available. So uh, Avery Bradley, you know, helped him win a championship. I'm starting to wonder if Rob Polinka watches non-Lakers games. Uh, that seems like an important part of the job. And <laughs> all of the Lakers that they are signing uh, either played well against the Lakers, right, in, in the case of Sim, uh, Sekou, who they offered a, a two-way contract, or they played for the Lakers. So here we are. The other addition that the Lakers make 
was a for they, they essentially traded two way players. They they waived uh, Joel Ayayi and brought in Jay Huff from the Wizards. Uh, Ayayi went to Washington. So uh, this is this is a player. He's a stretch big. Uh, I think this is more of a G League signing than it is somebody who is going to in any way really impact the the uh, the, the, the 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 main team, the main roster. Uh, but he does have a skill set that the Lakers don't have at that position, right? They they let Marcus Gasol walk. He retired, and so as such, the Lakers now uh, have two bigs in DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard, who have significant overlap in their game. So if things get really thin or if Huff really impresses down there in, in the G League, then this this is somebody who would present a different skill set than the, the bigs that the Lakers currently have. I just find it extremely rare. Like if, if Jay Huff is playing with the Lakers this year, something bad probably happened. But best of luck to him. All right, the Lakers play today. How about that? In in a matter of hours, the Lakers will be facing off against the Golden State Warriors, um, and and the season will be underway. So let's go ahead and figure out everything that we need to know. The game is going to be at Staples Center. It's going to be airing on TNT. Tip-off is scheduled right now for 7, but we all know that's usually closer to 7.15 or so uh, Pacific time. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. You have a a hampered Lakers team taking on a hampered Golden State Warriors team. So this isn't exactly going to be any kind of a Western Conference Finals preview as these two teams are currently built. But I'm just happy to have live and real basketball again. Let's go over who all is not going to be available. One, Wayne Ellington is going to be out. He is still dealing with that grade one uh, hamstring strain. And we'll see how long that holds him out for. Uh, the, the fact that he is just straight up out would indicate that he still probably has a little ways to go. Kendrick Nunn is listed as questionable for the game, uh, getting over that ankle sprain uh, that he uh, apparently picked up in practice. And so um, unlike Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn is somebody who uh, is going to give it a go, maybe to go through warmups or shoot around and then make a decision after that. So at least he's made enough progress in his return from that ankle sprain to, you know, even test it out. Um, and good news, Malik Monk is uh, probable. And he is uh, he's dealing with that growing strain. Uh, but the fact that he is listed as prob- probable uh, only about a week after suffering that groin strain would uh, is, is great news because that would mean it wasn't uh, that bad. There was no MRI done, I don't believe, on it, unlike Ellington's injury, which they ran an MRI, which, again, would indicate that it was, it's, it's, a, it's not an easy one. Uh, so no, Malik Monk is available. Um, and then you have the big three. Austin Reeves is going to be available. You have Dwight and DeAndre Jordan. And then now you have Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo um, also there. So we'll, uh, we'll see how the rotation looks. Frank Vogel said that he does know who is starting um, right now in what is a surprise to absolutely nobody. He did not share that information. So we'll find out tomorrow who is going to be playing when. In terms of my thoughts on the game, I I think this is one that the Lakers should probably win. Uh, But it is going to be tough 
Steph Curry is is Steph Curry still. Draymond Green does play Anthony Davis tough uh, when they match up at center against each other. Um, but beyond that, though, you have uh, LeBron James, who they don't really have an answer for over there in Golden State. They have some wings who you know, might stand in front of them for a little while, but but uh, as LeBron says he is perfectly healthy right now, I, I tend to think that he is a matchup nightmare for everybody, but especially this kind of thin uh, and quick Warriors team. And that's basically the theme of this entire matchup. You have the Lakers, bigger, stronger, faster, and you have the Warriors who are capable of shifting the math of the game to where bigger, stronger, faster might not matter. So uh, that's why I can't wait for this matchup. I had a great conversation with Brady, uh, Brady Klotfer to uh, analyze the matchup and and uh, any kind of rivalry between Southern California and the Bay Area. It was a really fun conversation there. You're going to want to check it out. I would predict that the Lakers probably take this one, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a very close, tough game that the Lakers are able to sneak out uh, hopefully at home, and, and get this season started on the right foot. Phoenix, on the other hand, again, we'll see how that goes. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. In terms of things that you guys got to keep an eye out for, I just mentioned the podcast that I recorded with Brady. Um, our uh, Taco Tuesday guys are going to be recapping the game right after it happens. Um, and then on the website, you have Alex Regula wrote up a really good article about Austin Reeves and the way that he is having success despite, you know, small of frame and not great athleticism. Uh, but it just kind of goes to show that basketball doesn't require all the time the brawn to be successful, so long as you so long as you have a working brain. Um, the Harrison and Jacob have been handling the news as it happens, right? You had uh, the Huff signing. You had uh, the Avery Bradley claiming uh, off of the waivers. So... Uh, off the waiver wire, and uh, in both of those cases, Harrison and Jacob had you guys covered. So keep an eye out for that, as well as a recap, uh, the game thread on SilverScreenRoll.com. And I know I promised you guys some announcements, but we're working on some last-second details on those uh, topics so that I can definitively at some point tell you guys everything that we have coming for you. And I'm telling you, you're gonna, if, if we're able to make it work, you guys are really going to enjoy the ideas that have been bouncing around in my head. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.